Welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rand Dunnigan. Oh, yeah. We just went and saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in theaters, and no, this is not 1981. Time traveling podcast. And you know what I mean? Like, there's something just special about that. Like, you can see that movie, and you think about it, how many times have you watched that movie your whole life on VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, and well, actually, shit, I've never watched on Blu ray yet. I've never had that experience. I still, I'm stuck with my DVD collection. And it's one of those things I've seen movies so many times. And, you know, I was kind of like going in, just going, me wrong. I'm totally glad we saw it in theaters, but it was almost like, when's this part coming again? Oh, yeah, this part right here. But I will say that watching it definitely kind of reaffirmed, like, oh, yeah, this is one of the reasons why Spielberg's the best. Oh, yeah. And you need those reminders, like, every once in a while. It's like, you know he is, but each and every time that you watch a Steven Spielberg movie, especially the magical ones, there's something to be said about, like, Dude, this movie is fucking awesome. And seeing, like, Indiana Jones on the big screen, you know, you get all the, see all the little extras and all the background characters and all the fun stuff they did. And we were literally shoved, like, in the most front seat known to mankind, but at least they had the best, like, leaning back chairs. So it made it, like, the Indiana Jones IMAX experience. <laughs> well, I'll say, watching this movie again, cause, you know, I've seen the movie a thousand times, and, you know, I like it a lot. But I'll be honest, I haven't really seen it since probably a little before kingdom of the crystal skull because thing about that was um we were just getting all amped up for that movie and we were just re-watching a lot of them so, <laughs> it was i we were kind of like romanticizing that about like that's probably the most amped up experience i think we've ever had for a movie beyond even dark knight i feel like indiana jones 4 was just so extreme and i don't when i walked out of dark knight happy well, and, well the, uh, yeah but i was like before i'm saying before but the thing about it is i think because we like we like crystal school probably more than like 95 percent of the world i like it it's not like amazing here's the thing about it it's one of those movies i i lied to myself tell myself it was amazing uh-huh and then i thought about certain things i'm like mm, all my gripes all right, all right now bad cg ants and like fucking the weird cg chasing through the jungle which that's almost like i feel like that's almost like minor you know for me even the, that well that the big the big one for me the big the big stuff it's almost the shit that like everyone was all blown away about the whole fucking refrigerator thing like well if anybody could have like, survived an atomic blast inside of a lead refrigerator it's indie yeah that, that part did it that it was like yeah okay Indiana Jones, i get it it was more just trying to force the whole like rebel without a cause thing with shia labeouf and then uh yeah i don't know it was just it got kind of it got a little silly but it was one of those things where we're going into that movie we were just keep in mind this is like I was probably 21, 22, something What year like was this, 2008? This is 2007 or 2000, 2008, actually. It'd be 2008, so I was probably 21 or 22. Um, going in and seeing that, just, you know, just so excited. Just like, oh my god, it's Indiana Jones, it's Indiana Jones. We were all getting excited. Like, you and Cisco were both kind of dressed as Indiana Jones. It was a midnight premiere. Yeah, I had like a half-ass Indiana Jones costume on. Cisco went the full distance, and I was just like, I'm just getting so amped up for Indiana Jones right now. It was almost becoming like this pri- primal level. And I was thinking, like, there's Blockbuster across the street. They're selling Indiana Jones swag, like a fucking Indiana Jones hat and a fucking vest. Man, I should run over there. Oh, no, they're already closed. I can't do it. Shit, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They're going in there. And then the guy there, you and me, were way more amped up than anybody else. There's a guy there. Probably like, everybody thought we were, like, doing fucking cocaine beforehand. Like, getting the full 80s Indiana Jones experience. Gritting teeth. Like, Indiana Jones. Where you got? Where you got that shit? And then all of a sudden, like, we're going in through the line. And as we're going in, there's a guy who's just like, Hey guys, we got some Indiana Jones trading cards. <gasps> trading cards! We were like, 
freak out. We like spin and we yell this like the top of our lungs and this guy fucking flies backwards in his seat like we are gonna fucking mug him and like, take all that he owns. And then the thing is like, oh, awesome! We pick up the packs. I just, I wanted anything that resembled Indiana Jones right now. I was just so amped up for Indiana Jones. So you just slap it t- on anything. You're like, we got Indiana Jones pregnancy test. Pregnancy <laughs> test! Hell yeah! Just like fucking like drinking it. Like, uh, that's not how it works, but okay. All right, good. Well, you found a way. Good for you. And then, um, and the guy's like, oh, it's two bucks each. Like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> they just moved on to the next thing. It was like the $2 was what was ruining. Like, I thought that, like, that guy was making our day so magical by saying, like, guess what? You get some fucking free trading cards. You know, how much more magic is this? You know what Harrison Ford, he's going to come by and sit down next to you. And you know what? He's got a bag of Doritos, and you can eat it with him. <laughs> He's gonna feed you the Doritos while you watch the movie. <laughs> exactly. And the little ch- little monkey from the first one didn't die, apparently. And he'll feed you him from the other side. You see, eating a Dorito it just falls over dead. Not that bad! <laughs> bad dates. <laughs> bad Doritos. Uh, but, um... Yeah, going and seeing that, though. There was, like, good memories attached to that. Because after that movie... Well, we get out, like, at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, because this just... is still back in the day when they did Midnight Premiere. See, I'm... It's almost like they haven't done that in so many, so long. They're like, oh yeah, that was a midnight for me. That's probably why we're also like twice as jagged. We're probably like hopped up on Redline or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we get out of the theater like around 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And we're just kind of hanging out like in the parking lot bullshitting about like fucking like what Dark Knight's... Well, like assuming what's going to happen in Dark Knight or what Dark Knight was going to be. Is that the time then... that we went and hung out with Dylan like in the fucking park afterwards? Yeah, actually it was, yeah. <laughs> to narrow it down to the, you know, like... <laughs> Three people listening, like, oh, I know Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a second. I remember because, like, we, yeah, we had this long, fucking, drawn out conversation afterwards. Like, this, this is something I cannot imagine doing nowadays. Like, the idea of staying up that late just be, for the heck of it, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, not because it's like you have to work or not because you have to do something. Like, literally being like, yeah, we're just gonna stay up late, you know? Why not? Got all this Indiana Jones energy gone. We were going out like, no, it was really, really good. It was really good, like, forcing a smile. Looking back, I enjoy the movie, but I'm just still... Like, because there are things in that movie that I think people don't give it credit for. But there are other things about it where are just like... Yeah, I mean, he's good in other stuff now, but Shia LaBeouf really kind of, like, slows the fucking movie down. Yeah, well, because that was the point, too, where Shia LaBeouf hadn't won me over yet. He's won me over now, like, and I think it was... Fury. All... Well, before Fury, that, that's, a, that's a good one with him, too, but was, um... Fucking the one with Tom Hardy in it. Oh, um, uh... Uh, Lawless. Yeah, Lawless. That was the one that kind of was like, well, I'll take that. That one and Wall Street 2 were the ones where it was like the changing point for me and Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I kind of accepted him. And I can even kind of go back to sort of older movies and go, okay, you know what? He, he's an okay fella, you know? But this Indiana Jones kind of the point where it's like, oh, Shia LaBeouf is his son. If, you know, if anybody's his son, it shouldn't be Shia LaBeouf. Come on. I was thinking of Neil Hirsch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, her should be good in, like, almost anything, and they barely use them in a whole lot. Well, I think Speed Racer didn't help his career, and then on top of that, I want to say that he he assaulted a lady, like, at some kind of, like, big film festival, and I don't know what over, but then he had to go to jail for a little while. For a minute, he was going to be John Belushi in Method Act and put on a bunch of fucking weight, but yeah. For what, Blues Brothers? Just a John Belushi movie. Yeah. Oh, like, oh I got you. There's only one man that could handle... Uh, Blues Brothers 3. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? That, that's what, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, that's what he's doing? He's just out, like, in a fucking, you know, just... Like, you see, like, a Black Hawk helicopter coming down. He's out there with a big beard, chopping wood. Like, we need you. Like, I don't act no more. <laughs> Something only someone of your caliber can do. <laughs> 
I told you Speed Racer was my last one. He wants you to play John Belushi. Just drops the axe like, when's the job? <laughs> like almost like getting Solid Snake back in the game kind of thing. Exactly. But, um... Because he's a good actor. He was, uh, well, he's, he was uh, a super actor for like the three or four movies I've seen him in and I really like those ones. Just, Into he, the Wild. He does, well, he's also now just a lot of like side supporting characters. Like he was in that, um, Marky Mark, uh, Afghanistan movie. Um... Where they're like tumbling down a mountain for like half of it. Oh um, shit! Um, um, Lone Survivor. Yeah, Lone Survivor. I forgot, yeah. I forgot he was in that one. Yeah, I think he was the first guy to go. He was the he was the guy who was engaged. Guy that engage who's engaged is always the first to go. You know that's why you shouldn't get engaged if you're going in the military. Yeah, the movies have taught us anything that that guy's always gonna die. Other guys are either single or already married. Now I want to say Ben Forrester, who's one of my, one of my favorite actors, died in that movie. Still, you know, it's ben called Lone Survivor. Yeah, Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ben Foster died. <laughs> All alone surviving. <laughs> Who do you think's fucking surviving? Good on the picture. They don't, yeah. narrow, they, don't, they don't make it hard to narrow down on that. <laughs> you know, one of those things. <laughs> what is kind of a, the exception of, that is kind of a collection of a lot of my favorite actors in that movie, but. I kind of forgot all the other people in there, but yeah, there is a lot of there's, good people uh, Well, movie. there's, uh, who's the guy? I mean, I don't, this guy's not my favorite actor. He's the guy who's John Carter. He's not a bad guy. Not a bad actor. He just never jumped out of me. Um, uh, Kitch, Taylor Kitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was John Carter. He was Gambit. See, I don't like that guy. I even like that Gambit. I know people always put that Gambit down. I'm like, shit, if that's the only Gambit we're getting, I am accepting that until we get a better one. You know well, what I mean? Like, Tatum's been trying to tease that for years. But I know. It's like Channing Tatum. Like, once, once I saw fucking um, Hateful Eight, I was like, oh, my God. He's, he's practicing his Gambit in this movie. Yeah. We're getting there. I can imagine him saying Monony and all that a lot. Yeah, he was getting the Cajun accent down and everything for that film. So it's just like... I think he'd be a perfect gambit, but you know, until we get to that point, that's just kind of what happens. Who knows what's going to happen? A lot of those Warner Bro- a lot of the Warner Brothers, a lot of those Fox deals probably fell through once Disney acquired 20th Century. Yeah, now it's kind of getting tossed up in the air between like other companies and so on. So it's this weird like mishmash of like who's trying to outbid who right now. My question is, what the fuck's going to be this New Mutants thing? Because that was a thing they're trying to start a new franchise. We're hearing it's about New Mutants. Never heard anything about it. The movie didn't look good to me, but yeah, I haven't heard anything about that since that trailer came out. Like it. A year ago, almost by now, it seems like. Yeah, I got pushed back. And I'll be honest, it did not look that good to me. It just looked like Blumhouse presents an X-Men movie. Yeah. I, no, I don't know. Definitely not. Could it, be good. Yeah. Who, who I mean, like, I'll say, it's, it's X-Men. I'll see anything X-Men. I, I have no problem seeing that, so. But, yeah, different take. Well, whatever. Who knows? Sometimes bad trailers turn out for it to be good movies. Especially... Yeah. If they have a horror movie kind of vibe, I, horror movies always have the worst trailers. I always think, I unless they're maybe old horror movies. But I don't know. I just look at it. I mean, never read New Mutants, but look at an image of the comics in New Mutants and look at that trailer. I don't see a fucking comparison. Yeah, weird yeah. stuff there. It was kind of funny. It's about like the last. You know, maybe it's been about a month by now, but I've just been like in like a 007 marathon. And I don't really know what really spawned it necessarily. Maybe I just, I think it's like I wanted to play one of the 007 games, and I finally played the game, and the next thing you know, I was like, well, I'm playing the game, I guess I kind of start watching some of the movies, and so on, and I think I've gone through about 13 of the movies right now, and my pre, my, my record of watching 007 movies, I think, was 17. That was the most amount I ever watched in one marathon, you know, because most of the time I just kind of watch, the way I sort of watch is, you know, you just watch, you know, a handful, it could be anywhere from five movies to maybe 11 movies or something like that. And then, like, the next time, like, I have another 007 marathon, whether it be a year later or so, it's like, then I just start watching all the movies that I didn't previously watch the first time, and then it's kind of like, they just sort of rotate as, like, years go on, and you kind of, like, go through them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I don't know. I've, I never really did, did a marathon. I mean, actually, you know, a few during the, like, you know, Thanksgiving marathons they have once in a while. But uh, beyond that, it was one of those things you're watching it more of just, like, in order. Or just, like, I like this one. Or I feel like that one. Or I feel well, like this one. What I did, because I was playing the game, so I started, I want to play Everything or Nothing again. So I was playing that one, which put me in a Pierce Brosnan mood. So I watched the Pierce Brosnan ones backwards. I watched them from Die Another Day back to GoldenEye. And um, one of those ones, like, the more I watch Die Another Day, that is literally, I'll say this, that is my, in my top ten favorite 007 movies. If not, like, I'll, I'll say it's getting close to, like, my top five. I like it that much. Not probably top five, but, like, number six or seven. It's, it's my second favorite Pierce Brosnan movie. I like, it's so good. And I feel like people always bring up, they're like, oh, the CG when he was surfing and the superhero part at the end. I'm like, that's, like, two small parts. And that's not really, like, the worst. I mean, here's the thing. The CG surfing thing, that's all of, like, maybe, like, 20 seconds. You know, it's really not that much of a movie. It, that doesn't really bring it, you know what I mean? If you think about it, like, does 20, 30 seconds really bring down a movie? No, not really. It's not, it's not low seven. Like, you know, whatever. It's experimental in 2001 or 2003 when the movie was put together. I think, I mean, no, it was 2001. Shit. World's Not Enough's 99. So, maybe 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. I remember it was, it was a couple years, like, later than normal schedule. But, um, but the, you know, the rest of the movie, I think it's, like, it's got the fucking ballsy intro where it's, like, he's in North Korea and so on, and then he goes to fucking prison for a year, and then he comes out, and then he's almost, like, a rogue agent, and he's gotta go to Cuba. It's, like, I like so much of that stuff in that movie that I think it's a totally awesome Bond movie. Yeah, it's, like, there, yeah, there might be a couple, like, a little bit more over-the-top parts, and it does have kind of, like, you know what, you know what's popular? X-Men. <laughs> let's, let's get a character in there who's kind of X-Men-like, you know what I mean? He's got, like... A suit on and things like that. It's almost like proto Iron Man before, like they made an Iron Man movie. They're like, let's do an Iron Man character. And I remember seeing that suit. Like, what? This is a Bond movie. Well, here's the thing about that movie. I remember it being kind of like, maybe this is why you like it so much. And this is me trying to insult it, but I think it's kind of like a Pierce Brosnan version of a um, Roger uh, Roger Moore Roger Moore movie. Well, that's the thing. Is that the Die Another Day? I feel like it's like Bond is fuck. Like, that's how that movie's kind of played out. Like, it's like as Bond as you can get. And I think for some people, that's almost like a little too intense for them. And that's why they don't like it too much, maybe. I don't know. But, like, for somebody who likes Bond because of the gadgets and likes Bond because of, like, the action and likes Bond because of that kind of stuff, I feel that one really delivers. And I will say, yeah, you got to be kind of into the Roger Moore type stuff. And that's my favorite Bond anyways is Roger Moore. And I like Moonraker and Spy Who Loved Me a lot and so on like that. So that's probably in View to a Kill and things like you know, there, so that probably made me, like, die another day that much more. Hmm. I don't know. I've seen that one, like, two or three times, and I, I just don't like it. And it's not one of those things. Like, I'm not, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not a diehard Bond fan like you are. Like, I don't feel the need to own every movie. I'll, like, see, um, I'll see the Bond movies as they come out, and then I'll kind of, like, fish around. Like, what's a good old one? Because I haven't seen all the Bond movies. I've seen most of them, but mm-hmm. not all of them. I've seen all the... I've seen, you know, the one George Lazenby one. I've seen... I've that's, seen, that's my top five favorite Bond movies. I've seen... Honor Magic Secret Service. I've seen two or three more ones. I even have one or, one or two of them. I've seen all those... I've seen all the Pierce Brosnan, all the Sean Connery. I have not actually seen any of the Charles Dalton... The, the, uh, Roger... Um, uh, Charles Dalton? Dalton? <laughs> Roger Dalton? Or Daltrey? Or, I don't know. <laughs> now you make me think of, like, Roger Daltrey from The Who. Oh! You know, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. You threw there's me up there for a second. When you said that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, there's... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know he was, he's old and British. I get him mixed up. I, I'll say this. If Roger Daltrey would have played a Bond back in the day, I think that would have been fucking awesome. I don't know which one he looks. I don't even know who he looks like. He's the singer of the big, blonde, curly hair from The Who. 
thought that was Peter Townsend. No, that's the guitar player. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, here I am fucking up. Okay. <laughs> but um, the, the Timothy Dalton ones are really good, too. And those are kind of Bond movies that people either really like them or they're, they're not really their favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like both of those a lot. And right after I watched the Pierce Brosnan ones, I went backwards again. And I watched both the Timothy Dalton ones, License to Kill and um, The Living Daylights. And I, I love both of those ones a lot, especially Living Daylights, because that has, like, my favorite Bond vehicle. It, that black Aston Martin, so cool. And so on like that. I know that's also not really, like, people's, like, favorite Bonds, but... Well, my thing is, how many times have they tried to spin off, like, oh, this this time he's doing this. Like, well, he already did that, kind of, like, a few movies back. Because, thinking back, Quantum of Solace, they're like, he's gone rogue! And I want to say, uh, Skyfall, he faked his death! And yeah. then we get to, um, I think, Spectre. I might be wrong. I've only seen that one once, and that one didn't really jump out to me. Um, I want to say that it's like... Is he gone rogue again, or is it... Yeah, he's gone rogue again, Inspector. He's techie because he's following M's orders, but not new M's orders. Yeah, he's not following uh, Ray, 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 Ray Fiennes or whatever. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes. And uh, I just watched all the Daniel Craig ones. I watched Then I watched those ones in Daniel Craig order. And I will say, Spectre probably, out of all the Daniel Craig ones, that's probably my least favorite, but I still like it a lot. But not ne- it's not nearly as good as Skyfall, Casino Royale. And oddly enough, Quantum of Solace... That movie took me many times to kind of watch. I used to be kind of like I'd consider like my least favorite 007, but I really liked it this last watch I did. Like I finally, maybe because I watched it just right back to back or right after I watched Casino Royale and going into it's like, because you got to really watch that movie right after you watch Casino Royale or else you could be confused really quick because that movie does not like, if you sort of forgot Casino Royale, that movie does not like bring you up to speed at all. Well, I think the thing about that one is the the reason why a lot of people don't like it is the, the villain in that one was kind of a bitch. Yeah, he is. And then, on top of that, people who aren't even big diehard Bond fans, of people were like, you know what? He's just, he's fucking mad that his girlfriend died! Like, well, I guess this is kind of the first sequel, and it kind of happened within, um, probably a few weeks or whatever. Like, no, no, no! He's mad that his girlfriend dies! Bond doesn't cry! He doesn't get sad! And I, I I remember hearing that from a lot of people who he get he gets sad at the end of uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service when his wife dies. Is he and then, crying holding and her then, body? Yeah, and that's how the movie ends. It cuts the credits after that. Mm-hmm. And then in the sequel, he's in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how I cope. <laughs> Just give me a pile of hookers and a pile of coke. You know, but that, that's what that's I mean, why I didn't mean for him to go Doctor Seuss there for a minute. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's why I like about the. Um, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, though, is, like, for how ballsy that movie is. Like, it's filmed, like, very, like, almost, like, exploitative. It's I think it's because, like, most people like, we don't got Sean Connery, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Let's be, like, 60s experimental as much as we want to be. And I just love how that movie just ends, like, Bond's wife gets killed and it just goes, cuts the credits. Like, that to me is so ballsy. Like, I love that kind of, like, and you get that in the late 60s and 70s and so on. What's the Connery one after that one? Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. And that's another one, too, that I used to think was like kind of like an okay bomb, but I remember the last time I watched it, I'm like, you know what, I actually really like this one. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times how they are. It's kind of like, almost like... Thunderball's the unofficial Bond movie, right? No, that one is, um, there's, um... So it carries over some of the same um, Bonds or whatever. Shit, I, I, I just watched this one, too, again. It's, I the first, it's the first one acknowledged, you're getting older, you can't be drinking so many martinis and fucking all the time. Why not? Yeah. Well, because you're gonna die. I've already died. What I know, yeah. You only live twice. Oh, right? never say never again. That's the one. Never say never. And the weird thing about it is, like, because I was looking at like the credits, and it's like it's Bond. It, there must have been some kind of fluke, maybe. Like, maybe it was when United. I, I'm, I'm making this up. 
because I didn't do any research. I kind of won't want to. But like maybe it was like when United's artists like went under. There was this momentary gap where it's like, oh shit, we can make a Bond movie really quickly because it's made by I want to say it's made by Orion Pictures, mm-hmm. and and all the other ones were made by United Artists, and then United Artists got bought by MGM, and I think that's when the Timothy Dalton ones and the Pierce Brosnan ones kind of went on. So I'm, I'm just guessing here, but I think that's almost what happened. And like there was just this gap where it's like, wait a second, another company can jump in really quickly, and you know. Make a Bond movie. Well, there was that period in the, um, I think, late 90s, early 2000s, where they started doing the Avengers of Bond movies because they were saying, like, oh, James Bond is actually just a code. This is a different guy. Mm-hmm. But then, I want to say, uh, world, uh, the one you like that I don't. Die Another Day. Die Another Day. They, he's, like, flipping through a book of all the girls he's fucked and died or whatever. And then and then um, they have a casino. Ro- and then, like, I think Spectre... They show his birth certificate. Says James Bond. Like, oh, never mind. It's 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 just the same guy. And I think that's kind of I don't know, like. I feel like this sounds kind of weird. Like, but like I, when people try to put too much logic into like the actors changing, it's just like that's. Good. I agree. I just like oh, that's just a movie. That's just a movie studio thing. Like some people get pissed off about that kind of thing. Like, like well, why, I, it's, it's I'm not. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, really I just assumed. feel 007 is kind of one of those things. It just sort of carries on. Like, you know what I mean? Like the stories are just story to story to story. I to me. It's the same guy the whole way through. Sean Connery, the Pierce Brosnan, the Daniel Craig, all those guys, it's the same guy. It's just like this weird thing, like, he almost just kind of, like, reverts, like, back in age, like, every once in a while. And, but I don't question it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's just how it is. Well, D- well Goldeneye was kind of, like, back to, uh, first Bond film in a while. Well, because that's, like, and, a big gap. That's, uh, 89, I think, to 1995. That is a big gap. And, and then, for Bond movies, they were, they were always, like, one to two to three years apart. Yeah, and that one was a big gap, and that's the first one to say, like, she's like, we got rid of the other M, fuck him, you have to answer to me now, I know you don't like women, but guess who's your boss now, fuck you. Like, alright, Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to. Yeah. But, uh, well, that was like that, and like, because, like, yeah, because the M was the same the whole way through, and, you know, Q was always the same, and Money Penny was the same all the way up to the Timothy Dalton ones, and they have a different Money Penny for those movies, but then they get Samantha Bond and the Pierce Brosnan ones to play Money Penny. So, oh, Samantha Bond? Yeah, oddly enough, her name's Bond. Oh, funny. <laughs> but, um, so that kind of continues on there. But, uh, I don't know, in a roundabout way, I can't remember I was getting around to saying, but, like, something about Quantum of Solace, like, this last time, I don't know what it was. I just really dug it, and it's like, I'll say this about Quantum of Solace, and I said this from the beginning. It, it's filled with probably more action than almost any other Bond movie, and it's also one of the shortest Bond movies. But the action in it is really good. I think every so often, because, you know, we were talking about, like, the villain being a bench. I think every so often it's one of two things. It's either a really interesting villain who is just fun to watch, or he's a guy you want to see die. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think sometimes like there is, you can still do a bitch villain and almost make that kind of like, yeah, I guess that can be a villain because that's sometimes how real life is. Is mm-hmm. the guys that are always called bitches have the power. Well, there's the guy in because because the only one I don't like is you you uh, the only one only villain only movie only Pierce Brosnan one I don't like is. Uh, Die another day, mm-hmm. but I remember the villain in um, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. I remember that guy not being that likable. Like, he had enough charisma. Newspaper is everything. Yeah. I am awesome. Look at me. I control the web. <laughs> oh, I'll put a story out because I can. Well, he was. I think he was meant to be kind of inspired by Rupert Murdoch. I think so. He reminds me of that, and he also kind of reminds me sort of um, what's his name from like Apple because he feels like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. He's, He's kind of dressed like him. He kind of reminds me of like that. That like I'm the the super entrepreneur, like you know, media mogul. You'll find two things back in your apartment. Like what was it? My the file and my wife, or something like that. Yeah, 
Well, I will say because I'm watching like Tomorrow Never Dies again. That that is one of those ones where that that character is literally he has no likable qualities. He's like he is just like the worst like media guy you can think of. He, he is. Just, I don't want to say he's like a one dimensional character. Cause that always sounds like such a negative thing. But he is one of those characters like he's just like straightforward. That's who he is. Nothing more. Nothing less. But there is something interesting. I don't know. He wasn't like a, you wanted to see him die. But I remember there being something interesting enough about him to like make him bearable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wasn't a likable guy, but there's something like, I want you to die, but I don't, I'm not, you know, it's not like, kill this fucker, kill him fucking now, you yeah. know? And when he does that, like, oh, hey, that's good, that had to happen. It's not like the guy in Quantum of Solace. The guy in Quantum of Solace is just such a fucking bitch. Yeah. And you wanted to see that guy die. You wanted to see him, like, I like the part where he just, like, it's really, like, because they were trying to make Daniel Craig really more, way more fucked up than other Bonds. <laughs> yeah. He's all like... One bullet and a can of paint. I give you a half a mile before you try to chug that out of thirst. Yeah, he gives he gives him the oil can. Oh, an oil can. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Like, but M's like, we found him. He had you. His, his stomach was filled with oil. You know anything about that? I can't tell you. I give you a fuck. <laughs> well, that's what I like about in that one because I remember that part was kind of like there's a part where Bond like there's like his buddy that he brings into the job. He's like, "Yo, I know you're hanging out here in the zone with your wife and everything's good, but I really need you to come in for this thing." And I know I kind of fucked you over <laughs> in the first. You got no reason to trust me, but then she's like, "You're a good friend to me," and he just jams his dead body into a fucking dumpster and takes. <laughs> I love his it's, it's a hard cut. There's like these police officers show up, and he he literally pulls him out and he uses him first as a body shield. <laughs> <laughs> and then takes out the police officers, and then it just goes hard cut to him, like, ta- like well, he's holding him first, I guess, he's like, he's like, I'm dying out, and, like, you know, they have some, like, a moment with each other, and then it just goes hard cut, Bond drops him in a trash can, <laughs> and then the girl's just like, is that how you treat your friends? He would have he wanted it this way or something. <laughs> it's just like, Bond is like... You know, when you start off, because, you know, he was born in the money, you kind of wondered what the other side would be like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like the reverse serpent eating its own tail kind of thing. But, um, and it, I'll say this, like, if you kind of compare, like, Kwame Solis and Spectre, I feel like kind of like the weaker ones of the Daniel Craig one. That's how I feel. I think Kwame Solis had much better action than Spectre, but Spectre has kind of a better story, maybe, than Kwame Solis. Because I feel the weak, this sounds so weird, but Kwame Solis, like, it starts, or not Kwame Solis, but Inspector, it starts off with that amazing action scene in Mexico. That scene's pure awesome. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, there's a lot of these other action scenes in it, like, the one with Batista and they're racing in the cars, but it's like the most casual car chase ever. It's like, like a Sunday afternoon drive. Yeah, it's like it, it's, in Ferraris. Yeah, it's such like a like not that interesting of a you know what I mean like that feels like there's more interesting car chases like in the 1950s. You know what I mean? There's way more interesting ones than that. I'm not gonna say there's like it, you know more interesting like they're beyond it. And for some reason that one it's just like. Chasing after each other, like we're you know we're going to breeze forty five miles per hour. Up, oh, taking a corner here. Up, oh, going straight again. We might take this other back alley. Oh, he almost got me, but he didn't. Yeah, it's just like there's that, and then and then there'll be another cool action scene, like the scene where Batista and him are fighting in the train. That's cool. That's a really well made scene. He gets rid of him pretty easily though, doesn't he? he gets eh, it's still like shit. a big fight though. I mean, they slam through walls and bus tables, and you know it goes on for a couple minutes. So I'm. Mm-hmm. He, what he does to get rid of him finally is he ties that rope around him and latches him to, like, the beer kegs, and then he gets sucked out. Oh, okay. But, um, and then there's a part, too, where it's like, this sounds kind of weird, but they're at, the, like, the place in, I don't know, it's, I don't think it's Austria, because I'm getting that confused with Iron Magic Secret Service, but they're at a snow mountain in Europe, and, um... Skiing and chasing scene. Yeah, but there's the one where it's, like, Brabant's chasing him down in the airplane, which I, I still don't really understand how that exactly works, because how the fuck does an airplane fly? You know, if those... 
vehicles are driving on snow, they can only be going so fast, right? Yeah, How does an airplane follow behind them, like a vehicle that's probably going, let's say, 40 miles per hour? Special MI6 <laughs> style plane. Maybe. But he stole uh, the plane just from, you know, it's Bond. Oh, he fuck. Well, he, he knows, you know. Like, to me, it's it's an interesting, I guess it's an interesting thing to see. But like, have you ever seen a snow chase where a guy's chasing a car in a plane? Well, not exactly. I don't remember that part, I'll be honest with you. I saw it once in theaters. Well, this I, I just watched it. This is my third time, I guess, I watched it. Because I watched it in theaters, watched it when I got it on Blu-ray, and then I just watched it again. So I, that movie was, other than the Mexico scene, I really didn't remember it super well until I kind of saw it. But it's just got some kind of goofy, like, it's not like, I just feel like they could have been cooler action things. I don't know why they're not as cool as, like, the previous three movies. I remember thinking they really underused Blofeld. Like, it was, like, one of the things you got one of the best character actors working right now. And... He's, he's barely there for, in it. He's barely in it. And that's the thing about Bond villains. They're always there for a good portion of the movie. They're like almost the co-star of the movie, but he was like more the guy in the shadows. And I get it, it's Spectre. So mm-hmm. at the same time, he's such a well-known actor playing such a well-known villain. He's kind of like, I felt like they were really trying to do like a, because there's that period in like, you know, uh, 2009 to 2000 and like 13 or so where they like it was a f- established franchise and like this is uh this here's we got this actor playing this character oh i guarantee you that's con no <laughs> no no it's, I, bet, I bet it's con it's it's not it's not con it's not con shut the fuck up all right let's see the movie it's star trek in the dark just can't be con yeah and then you know they say a few then they say like oh he's got some made of like richard richardson okay cool and then it goes on, like, my real name is Khan. Like, oh, 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 see, there it is, there it is. We we almost, we tricked you, we tricked you. Yeah. Like, everyone kind of knew, dude, but all right. Yeah. And then they did the same thing with this, like, he's playing Blofeld. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. And he says his name, like, oh, it's, you know, Hans Hopperston or whatever. And he's just like, my real name is Blofeld. Like, oh, shit, you know, so they did this whole thing trying to mask up. They They thought they were fooling people, you know. And that's also another example. There's that first... they, made, they, like, they made them like brothers or some shit, or like yeah, adopted it was like, brothers. Yeah, like, it's like it's like my father adopted you, and you know, and it's like, and I was pissed at that, and that's why I became a bad guy and killed my father. Some shit like that, and it's like I remember that feels like I hate when they kind of try to tie things a little too close, where it's like okay, now they had ch- childhood pictures of them, the two of them stand together. Yeah, it's like they don't have like I don't know. Some people like to make their worlds feel like they're so like almost like it happens in like a square block. You know what I mean? I remember there was a one that I thought of when I saw this. When I saw that, I thought of a random song, the Hedgehog book from when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, I want to know why because they try to pull that same shit. There, it was back when. This is like early, early 90s. Like one of those ones you get from like the Scholastic Club. It's exactly what it fucking was. <laughs> and it was meant to be the first Sonic the Hedgehog book. And it was like, Mobius, it was a happy place where all the animals got along. And it's kind of like basing it sort of around um, the Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. And they made it to where Sonic and Robotnik were both raised by Uncle Chuck. Sonic's uncle from the show. Yeah. And he was like Robotnik and Sonic never got along. And Robotnik was just some adoptive piece of shit. They brought in. They always tried some to do fat good. fuck. Some fat fuck. He was mad because he was, he, was, he was not good at track and all that. So then he one day, you know, left the village and then started to build up his own empire and all this and that. And then attacked. And then Sonic meets Sally and Bunny and yay. 
See, and those always... Now, at least there... I, I, I There's mean, more room for it, I guess, because it's, it's a shorter... It's Bond, though, has all this stuff. Well, that is like... It. Here's the thing. I can, their target audience is kids, and I kind of get... They're trying to make a story be like, you know what? Sometimes, you know, brothers are adopted, and they're just not as good and the same, but you still gotta... Lo-. Like, it might like... They one, don't. It's like, no, fuck your brother. He's a fat <laughs> piece of shit who's gonna try and kill you and all your family. And enslave him. So it's like that. Where it's like the Bond one's like... When you're, just, when you're trying to sell that story to adults, it's like, okay, we don't... Well, I think there's the, you know, I mean, it all probably, the big, the big oomph that got all that going was the Luke, I'm your father. Mm-hmm. So I think since then, even though people can say, he never actually said, Luke, I am your father. You know what I fucking mean? Yeah. Um, I think that ever since then, it's kind of hard to top that. So when people throw something similar to that in there, like, oh, they're related, or there's some kind of connection they have, then it just feels a little forced. Yeah. Well, and, and lots of times, once again, I just feel like, Sometimes worlds don't need to be that small. I feel like just have it be like, you know what I mean? Like, I think Bond is better off just not knowing anything about his past. Like, I like the idea that fucking kid, kid adopted in. They're like, hey, this will be a good person for the military. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's train this boy up. Child soldier. Like, he's almost like Liquid in Metal Gear Solid Five, just not nearly as douchey and enslaving like black children at like the age of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it? They had, um... I could actually imagine them trying to do like what is is James Bond Junior like that's a cartoon thing. show. <laughs> well, no, I I could honestly imagine kind of like I could honestly imagine James Bond Junior being a lot like Kingsman if they decide to do that now. Yeah, I yeah. could see I could see if they brought that back. It would definitely have a Kingsman kind of vibe to it. Yeah, was that one? That's just something. That's just interesting. Like, hey kids, you know that man who just bangs women left and right, sometimes kills them when he's done. And also just kills fuckers left and right and just drinks, like, just drinks like nobody's fucking business. That guy, well, he, we'll just focus on one of the kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make well, a cartoon out of that. I know, I have like a VHS somewhere upstairs that's like the James Bond Jr. I just haven't watched it so long, I, can't, I can barely remember. Are you scared to go back to it? Not really. Not really? I mean, it's an 80s cartoon, I want to say. Maybe early 90s. Well, that's weird, because it's also, that's the point where there was, they clearly had the movies. Because every so often, like, because James Bond was a It must have been made, actually, probably in that in-between period between uh, Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan. They're like, shit, what are we going to do to keep James Bond going? Kid show! (laughs) Kid show. (laughs) He's just fucking banging fucking, like, kids at the spy academy (laughs) in the locker room. It's just, why are you late for class, Mr. D- Bond? <laughs> yeah, one of those ones. I gotta actually, this is a funny thing, you'll laugh at this. Um, my job right now entails me to look at a lot of uh, IDs. Mm-hmm. And I once met this one customer, and his con- you know, we have to make that a contract for him and all that. I had this one customer, and I say to him, uh, sir, what's your last name? He was a British gentleman. He says, Bond. All right, cool. I'm not going to make no no joke about it, because he probably gets a joke all the time. But then I get the contract, and it literally says, Jim Bond. I kind of look at the contract, I look at him, and he shoots me this glance like, I'm not fucking saying it. Dude, I would still own that. He said he was just like, Jim Bond. You know, just one of those things, he probably got so tired of people saying, and? Yeah, I mean, he probably... Bond! There's something that follows that. You know, I didn't say nothing, because I know that he probably... Gets that all the time. But, man, I, I would just believe it. I, I would just just so dive my mind into being, yes, this is who I am. Like, instead of going the opposite way, like, really owning it. I remember I had a, um, my mom 
Because you can tell that guy fucking changed his name to Jim because he didn't want to be, like, you know what I mean? Nobody's fucking really born just Jim, it seems like. (laughs) We can name him Jim. Let's call him Jim. You know? Yeah. No, um, well, I remember my mom had a, well, her, she had a friend, and she was, uh, her friend's uh, husband was named Raphael, and I was, like, (laughs) I was, like, in, like, like, kindergarten or something. So if someone's named Raphael, clearly there can only be one person. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody else named Raphael. Yeah, so when I met him, I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh. Where's your size? Well, no, I, I literally asked him. I literally asked him, like, oh, why aren't you green? And he just said, he like, I left my ooze at home, which is a good quick line. Yeah. Shit, he at least had to see the movie. The yeah, shit, I give that guy a lot of props for that. I was so disappointed, but so like, okay. Then I pieced together like, oh, there's other people named Raphael, just not this turtle that lives in the TV. <laughs> no, it's always just kind of funny how just like, just like a name like that would almost stick. And that's how like you knew people like almost was just associated with one name. One name, one other. You can't have multiple people. And then like as time goes on, it gets more like that. But well, I said this like, I don't know, this is one of those things where sometimes you just piece together like some, sh- you know, when you're, I mean, I'm, I'm wasn't the brightest kid. I'm still putting Sam the brightest adult either, but some of the shit you, you just realize, I don't know. I assumed that like when I was watching television, that I was just documenting something that was going on in real life somewhere. And uh-huh. I don't know. I just assumed that I just assumed that. And when I, the, what made me realize that, Oh, this is that these are actors playing people as I was watching. It's when I first saw kindergarten cops. I saw Terminator. I'm like, that's the Terminator. That's the Terminator. But wait, he's, What's the Terminator gonna do some robot shit? I'm like, oh, that's not the Terminator. That's the guy that plays the Terminator. I'm like, oh, oh, this is shit people make up. Okay, I just pieced this together now. I thought this was all documenting something that was going on somewhere. You just I, realized you were not in an exclusive club. Well, yeah, I just, I just, that's what I assumed. Yeah, and I was, I was, I keep, I was like, keep in mind, this is like kindergarten. So I'm like, okay, so that's the, okay, so Arnold Schwarzenegger was my game to realize, oh, all this shit's fake. It's funny how that kind of goes. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because that dude is too distinguishable to, like, you know, oh, sorry, I got it mixed up with someone else. <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't just have, that doesn't just happen. Who's that movie star? Does it star, uh, it's either Denzel Washington or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't remember who. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember which one is which, you know. <laughs> is Denzel the guy from Austria? I don't know. It was either Bill Cosby or Bur- Bill Murray. I don't remember. <laughs> you know, one of the two. One of the Bills. Now, one's a little less rapey. This sounds so weird, but, like, did you ever play the Quantum Solace video game? No, I didn't. And oddly enough, like, I don't know how I I, I bypassed it. Maybe because I didn't, didn't have a PS3 slash Xbox 360 when that game must have came out. Even though, I, granted, it's actually on PS2. So I guess that gives me no excuse. And I think it was on Wii, so that also gives me double no excuse. But, um... I, I finally played through that game, and I actually bought that one a while ago, but it just kind of sat there on my shelf in the stack. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. You, you have all, like, hopes, dreams, and anticipations of, like, what how your life's going to go, and then you realize you have no time for any of it. But in my Bond Marathon, it kind of put me in the mood to, you know, play through a bunch of the games again, so I played through everything and nothing. I played through Tomorrow Never Dies on PlayStation. You remember that one? Tomorrow Never Dies on PlayStation? Yeah. I never played... Well, there's the ones that... There's Goldeneye, and then there's everything that was trying to trick you into thinking you were playing a sequel to GoldenEye, but it was just, like, a third-person Bond game or a game that wasn't as good as GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Now, like, it's one of those ones, like, Tomorrow Never Dies was the one, like, I didn't have an N64 at that time period, so Tomorrow Never Dies was my Bond game, because I couldn't own it GoldenEye yet. I had to play that at other people's houses, but I could own Tomorrow Never Dies. And granted, yeah, it's not nearly as good as GoldenEye, it's maybe not nearly as classic, but I went back and played that game, and it was just, like, 
oh my god, this is pure magic. Now, maybe if you never played Tomorrow Never Dies, it might be like, oh, it's old and it's funky like this, but I never, I really noticed I do not have a problem going back to a lot of PlayStation games. I mean, maybe it's because they're games I did play, like, so you kind of got the nostalgia there, but I can jump back into a lot of old games like it was yesterday and not be like, oh, the controls, I can't use twin sticks, because, you know, all the new, like, youngins always want to do stuff like that. They always bitch about how, I can't, how do you play a first-person shooter with just one joystick? I go, have you heard that? Yeah, many a times. They just go, I can't figure out how you play a first-person shooter without twin sticks. It's like, I'm going to ask a question. Do you have to say a name? Who said this? Their names start with a C. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I've heard it from other people, though, I too. I kind of forget, I kind of forget, like, oh, he's just a little bit younger. Yeah, you kind of forget he's a youngster, but yeah. there's also... Uh, I've heard it from a lot of just other people. Just, you know, people just a handful of years uh, under us and so on. And people that were generally not PlayStation and N64 generation, they have a hard time, like, comprehending, like, those systems and those controllers and things like that and that gameplay. But to me, it's like, the the way that, like, those games are a lot of times designed, like, works for how it was. Because, you know, the parameters that they had makes the game how it was. So you can mostly jump back. Like, the thing about first-person shooters, it doesn't really matter how old it is. You can take the very first first-person shooter, like Catacombs, or you can go to the most modern one, and anyone in between. But they're all made of, There's never, like, a first-person shooter where you jump in or, you know what I mean, where it's, it doesn't feel right because they all were dialed in for that time period, for that system, for the speed that they needed, and so on. You know, unless it's maybe just not a good shooter in the first place or maybe a bad port. Now, like, twin joysticks to control a character in a first-person shooter or a third-person shooter. Now that's the thing. Like, I got really used to it, but there was that period when I first played Time Splitters for the first time. I was like, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I have to use two sticks? When I first played Time Splitters and then going and playing Halo because everybody wanted to play Halo. Like, oh, what the fuck, dude? And then, you know, he's always one of those freaks with inverted controllers. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, are you one of them? I forgot. Inverted? I am inverted because I'm old school. Oh, you're one of them. Because in the olden days, you didn't have a choice necessarily. It was inverted was the standard. And then only in recent... Well, when, when, when Halo came out, that's where they where the standard wasn't inverted anymore. Mm. So that was like the switch between like modern and retro, like almost like first-person shooter gamers as far as the controls go. So I, whenever, like, and I don't meet a whole lot of people that are inverted anymore. So when you meet somebody that's inverted, it's like you just met somebody from your secret club. You know the struggle. You, just you know like, what I mean? Like, if, if you guys have to break out of jail together, you know you can trust each other. Because you both play each other, inverted controls. Hands, fists in the air. They both yeah. nod. Yeah, if, if you guys are going to be in the great escape, you know that this guy's not going to turn you in. Okay. He's not going to be like Charles Bronson and start crying halfway in the middle of digging the hole? No, he wouldn't because he plays with inverted. Okay. <laughs> That's a, it's, it's, it's a sad thing, watching Charles Bronson cry. It's a weird one, too. It's a Russian accent, too, so that adds to it, like makes it a little bit more confusing. And here's the devil. I'm going to say this for inverted controls. This was the other thing that made me so used to inverted controls right off the bat, is if you ever played any flight simulator games on a PC, you know, when you fly a plane, it's inverted. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I got sort of used to it. So it made sense when it's like, the gun's inverted, too. So like, oh, okay, I get it. That makes sense for me if I'm playing a, 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 fl- a flight simulator. Inverted mm-hmm. makes sense for me. I just, I don't know. I can't get behind it on, like, first-person shooters. I just well, once, once you get used to a style, it's kind of hard. It's really hard. It makes Because yeah. if I try to play a game, like, where it's not inverted, it makes it look like I've never played a video game in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, this is so tough. This is so weird. I just remember playing. It's one of those things, like, there was that period where it's just like, 
I don't get these new fangled, I gotta use both joysticks? There's a time we could get it done with just one, but now you want me to use two? And then I got used to it, and now we got youngins going in there saying like, I need at least one more joystick to make this happen. Yeah, I know. I don't know why he's saying like he's fucking well, you know what's weird too? Like, as far as joysticks go, I didn't use joysticks really until PS3 360 era. I literally avoided them all the way through, like, PS2. I, it was just one of those ones, like, if I had to use it, maybe, but, like, I, like, really, if, if I, as long as I had the choice to use a D-pad, I just stuck with the D-pad. I mean, I played all those games like that. Um, I guess maybe on Xbox Original, I might have started using the joystick, and, of course, GameCube. Well, duh, you had to use it on GameCube. But I remember PlayStation-wise, I really, I, I avoided those joysticks for so many years. I think it's a PlayStation always. I kind of, I'm, I'm used to them now, but they were always kind of weird joysticks. I always thought they just never felt natural to me, like every other system. Was well, that? Well, I guess they're trying to jump in on Nintendo because that's after they had the joystick on the 64. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the 64 you had to use the joystick too. But I guess what I'm saying is PlayStation. I, sh- I should really rephrase what I was saying there because obviously I use joysticks on all these other systems. But mm-hmm. um, what I was getting to is this Quantum of Solace game. This game came out probably like you know 2008 when the movie did and. I play it to, like, this day. This game feels like it's almost kind of like a new game. Like, it's 10 years old, which is fucking weird to think. But it felt so fresh. The graphics look fucking awesome. I mean, you knew it was a PS3 game, but they look dialed in. And this is the thing that I thought was really cool more than anything else. The game's a first-person shooter, but you have a cover system like Gears of War. So when you do the cover system, it puts it in the third person. I've never seen another game do that. That is such a cool thing that, like, why is that not in more games? I guarantee you there's somebody bitching about that. Oh, you know there was probably something like, well, probably, like, it was probably one of those weird ones where, like, make up your mind. Is the, it first the Call of Duty people person? probably, like, didn't like it when it switched to third person, and maybe the Gears of War people were like, why isn't it just third person the whole time? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just think it, it was, it, it's flawless. Like, it doesn't feel, like, it doesn't feel weird when it does it. It doesn't feel shifty at all. It's totally awesome. Like, because it seems like that would, if you explain that, it sounds kind of like, well, that seems kind of like a jump. Mm-hmm. You know? Is there a little bit of a middle ground of like a second person view, like just to kind of like translate into it, like to fade nicely in? No. What would be the second person view? I think well, second person would be in life. I guess that would be like, this sounds kind of weird. It would be like not a camera floating behind you. It would almost be, this probably doesn't really count, maybe, but I almost would say something like along the lines of Resident Evil. Like, over, over the shoulder, shoulder, like, locked on, mm-hmm. like, real close. But, you know, it's not first person, but you know what I mean? Like, that would be the closest example of that. Because in Resident Evil, you can't really control the camera. I guess you can kind of look slightly left. Well, I know in the new ones you can, but I'm thinking, like, Resident Evil 4. Uh, they got that remake of Resident Evil 2 coming out. Does that have you, like, super That d- That does. Well, they, I saw the first video, I'm like, I hope it's not first person. That was my key thing. And then, like, I saw the second one with the gameplay, I'm like, oh, shit, it looks like Resident Evil 4 and, you know, Resident Evil 5 and 6. That's awesome. I'm, I'm just totally down. Plus, it, just, it looks like they're keeping it, like, straight up Resident Evil 2. It's not like they're going to be like, well, guess what we're adding now? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it seems, I mean, obviously, they'll probably have, like, a couple, like, little, like, changes here and there. But it doesn't seem like they're trying to, like, really be like, you know what we're going to put in this one? But let's put a, you know, a zombie with a ginormous machine gun who flies in a bat suit and, you know, why not? Let's have it, like, be like, how about we're not fighting zombies? How about we're just fighting, like, crazy people in a house that are, like, possessed? You know? It's just like, I'm glad it's like, no, no, it's still Resident Evil 2. Didn't that eventually turn into zombies, or was it all There's just no zombies? zombies in Resident Evil 7, sadly. No? There was, like, these monster-ish creatures, but they, I wouldn't call them zombies, necessarily. Do they have anything akin to, like, a liquor or anything like that? No. I mean, there's bugs in, like, the one corridor of the house. Because this, this is how Resident Evil 7 is. It's one of those games where... Is is a straight up game? It's it's 
you know, it's good. I wouldn't say it's like amazing, but it's a good, solid game. And I was more, you know, I didn't think I was going to like the game at all. So like kind of going in with that attitude, it was like, I was like, oh, I was actually a little bit more impressed than I thought I'd be. But as a Resident Evil game, it's got barely any Resident Evil in it. That's the that's what kind of bothers me. It's got like two moments of Resident Evil. It's like doesn't Leon Kennedy pop in at the end? Yeah, Chris does. And then they they have this expansion pack, and I have still not played it because I feel it's very offensive to like a Resident Evil fan. It's literally called it's Chris. And you're supposed to play as Chris, and I feel bad for not really playing it because it came out like fucking way late. But it's called Not a Hero, and when I hear that, it's like. That's like happens like where Batman's like Batman's not a hero. I can imagine them Superman's doing, not a hero. I guarantee you that's a line he says. Yeah, I'm no hero. If I was a hero, I would have saved him all. Yeah. I'm Redfield. Seen a lot of shit in my day. I've seen shit since literally day one. Where were you? Where were you when they released that virus, in Raccoon City? Think about that. That's got to be one of those things that, you know, because we always think about things like, you know, are like 9-11 and all that kind of shit. We think about, like, in that world, like, oh, shit, you realize what today is? Oh, fuck, it's the 20th anniversary of Raccoon City. I know, fuck, right? Yeah, that's the big fucking deal right there. It's like, dude, you know, like, dude, 9-11 just happened. Dude, 9-11, okay, yeah, two buildings went down. That's sad and all, but a fucking city with zombies blew up, dude. <laughs> Actually, you know what? When Simon Law was flying that plane there, clearly he just took out a building full of zombies by this point. <laughs> it's four years later. Come on. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things. Or where three it's years like, later, I guess it's ninety-eight. Heroes and Nemo. You wonder if you ever see like that. We don't. We remember. We never forget. You know, like that kind of shit. You never see like that in like that catastrophe type stuff. You see a little bit of it, like in the Marvel movies, but not a whole lot of it. Like you see a Fallout sort of. Well, I guess not like. Well, Fallout is just like, well, I mean, it just fucking happened. <laughs> it's hard to forget. I mean, the grass hasn't came back, hasn't come back yet. <laughs> it's like been 180 years later, dude. You remember? Remember what? Remember living in a fucking tube? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, that's all I know. What has me except about 70, about 76 is um 70 or 77, 76, 76. I think it's got a 1776 theme because it's in Boston and so on. Well, plus this one, um, it looks like it's taking place more. And I mean, it looks like one of those things. It still looks like Fallout, but it looks like it's kind of without trying to sound too cheesy. It looks like kind of like more optimistic Fallout because it looks like it's taking place more like in a mountain region area. Now I'm sure we're gonna get some weird, fucked up hillbilly Monsters zombies stuff, things, yeah. but it, I see a lot more green. Yeah, and I think it's, it's kind of and the whole thing is like now we rebuild. So, and I kind of like that too because I feel like that's sort of what Fallout kind of needed was like you know it's like how much can you walk across the wasteland you know what I mean at the end of the day you know at some point you're going to be a little bit more different kind of environments granted I've liked all the Fallout's but you know what I mean there comes a point where it's like you know I think it's time to try something new it was like the when I heard the online thing that was kind of like a turn off because I thought it was online only and I'm like well I guess I'm not getting Fallout then but then it's like I, I read something else it's like oh no you can play this game 100% single player mm-hmm. you know if you want yeah so it's like cool that's, that's reason enough to get it yeah I mean it's one of those things like I can have online on there and online's cool I just don't need it to be the main basis of the game that's why I mean I look at some like Overwatch and I love the way the characters look as a cool character design I like the world it takes place in I just I don't want to play a game where it's just online only. I'm just it just doesn't appeal to me. Like online death matches, that gets old to me. Well, that's how I feel too. It's like it's once once. It's fun for like a day, maybe two or so. But that's about it. Then it's almost like once once. I feel like shit. You should be doing something for your life. It just feels like you're kind of like dicking around almost. And I granted, I know some people just love it. Maybe that's their way. To like they like you know relieve the stress from their day and so on. But to me, it's just like 
it, it reminds me of that. It always reminds me of that scene in American Pie too, where like, um, <laughs> oh, where um, that like, scene, her. Eugene Levy's trying to explain sex to his son. He's like. You know, it's like tennis, you know, and he, you want to have somebody... a ball against a, a wall. Well, you know, it's fun, you know, but it's not a game. You know what I mean? Like how he looks at most intently, like, it's fun. It's not a game, so. And that's how I feel about online play. You know, it's fun. You know, it's like whacking a ball against, you know, whacking a ball against the wall. That's it. Whacking <laughs> a ball against the wall. I think you said that. It's just, it, ball and wall is too close. But, um, that's how I feel. That's how online play. You know, I mean, it's fun, but not really a game. You know, what I mean, well, for some people, it is. So they gotta get their achievement, honor score, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I guess by that standard, it is. I don't if know I but... get, if I actually gave a shit about what you know, like, oh, your gamer score is only this point. Yeah, because I got, I got, got time to play all this. To go do all these stupid. Because I actually do shit in life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean, not to put that down, but that's almost like that kind of point where, like, I remember I had like, you know, it was like, I don't remember what happened. Like my one time. It was some time back. It was back when I still lived in Sonora. Uh, my nephew was uh, was checking out my Xbox 360, and then like his friend was over, and they were playing my game, and his friend was being a little snotty little shit. And he's just like, oh my god, you don't got any of the trophies of this? You only got some of the trophies of that? You don't have any online play? What? What? How do you do that? Just like, because I have a job, you little shit. I have a job, and I'm trying to make a fucking comic book. Yeah, fuck these kids sometimes. Like... I mean, you say, no, you're a kid. You learn. that. Like, I'll be honest. It's like one of those mo- like, A lot of times, I can think back of a bunch of stupid shit I did as a kid. Yeah, you know? that's I great. Thought I'd punch... If I was there right now, future me can go back. I'd punch my... Like, you know... I punch like past Ryan in the fucking face. Yeah, but at the same times. at the same time though, it's one of those things like I think at those those embarrassing moments are kind of form you and like fuck what I do that like that's why you're not gonna do that shit again. So yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's so weird. and also I feel like online gaming is literally like that. If there's one separation between a retro gamer and a modern gamer, it's that. And it's not the fact because obviously there's been online gaming since you know like 1992, but or 93, I guess. But here's the thing, like, 99% of people did not even have, not even that, like, 99.9% of people didn't have it, so I don't really count it. And even, like, PC gaming and so on like that, that started coming as time came on, but that's almost kind of its own, like, animal. But I really think that separation right there really, like, divides almost, like, gamers, because the people that are kind of, like, you know, almost like your retro gamers mostly generally prefer stories, they like their friends to be in the same room as them, they like conversations to be more natural, they like the sharing and communication part of gaming... And modern gamers want to be online the whole time. Generally, it's all about the trophies and not necessarily the story of the game anymore because that part probably doesn't even get played unless there's maybe trophies that need to be good. Um, it also kind of has, you know, there's no more friends in the room anymore. It's, like, not really a social experience. Like, I do not count on a microphone being a social experience. I know I sound like an mm-hmm. old man when I say this. Yeah. That's not a social experience, damn it. Yeah. Damn no. you kids, get off your phones and text and go out and hang out. Like, go, <laughs> there's sun outside, damn it. Go play marbles. Go play jacks. Yeah. Go play hopscotch. We're 22. <laughs> No, but I don't like, mean it like that. I'm like, like, granted, if that's what you like, what you like. But I always kind of feel bad when you see, like, when you have friends that are like, you seem like, man, we used to hang out together and play video games and go through the story and all stuff, and then you just seems like, oh, when you talk to them about video games, like, all they do is they play the casual games online the whole time and never play story mode anymore. I it's kind of sad, almost. I remember one of the biggest um, no moments where I realized that difference was. It was like, I think it may have been a fucking IGN review too. Um, it was like an I, I think it was an IGN review or some video review for uh, the Scott Pilgrim video game. 
And I mentioned this before on the podcast, like way early. Probably like what the Scott Pilgrim game came out almost. Yeah. Amber, the guy, was saying mostly positive things about the game, but then the guy says, the biggest problem this game has, it has no online play, which means if you want to be... It's not so much like, okay, I can get why you want online play. I get that. But the exact same time, like this statement right here was one of those things like, oh, this is the generation gap right here, is where when he said like, or I guess this guy probably be the same age as us, but still, this had to be just the social kind of like, well, I don't get how, how you land on that. Yeah. Um, he says, so it means if you want to play... friends, that's all yeah. I have to say. Well, he's fucking, like, fucking pussy. Well, yeah, but he's, he's like, our, he's like, that means if you want to play this game, you got to go to your friend's house, they got to come to your house, you got to sit, sit on the same couch, breathe the same air as them. Like, you're saying that, like, that is such a fucking hassle. Like, uh, back in the day... If me and the gang wanted to get together, we had to walk 15 miles through the snow. One of us might have died along the way or get eaten by a bear just in order to play Scott Pilgrim vs. the World on Xbox. Yeah, exactly. It's just like one of the ones like, that game has... As if that was such a fucking hassle. And that game's made in such a retro way that that feels like, no, that that is how you should play it. You know what I mean? I think they add online plays that game kind of had updates. But I feel like one of those ones like... When I hear someone bitch about it that way, I'm like... like I'm like, I'm really like, well, hey, I don't want to be your friend now. Yeah, apparently you. you don't want me on your couch playing a video game with yeah, you. Apparently you don't like being social. Yeah. I don't even know why you even work for a magazine company like this. Well, I imagine it's IGN, so they may just keep them little... They, they, may, they may show, like, their show, like, uh, show their show. It's a later show, folks. <laughs> How many times they, do we say show in one sentence? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's, um, it's a later recording. Um... I mean, I know that whenever they show, like, something on IGN, it's always kind of like, hey, we're in a cute, we're in, like, the office, guys. Here's a cubicle. Look at the guy in the background. He has a bunch of Star Wars and Marvel action figures. Yeah, look at the guy over there. He has a Goku figure and a pop vinyl of Groot. (laughs) It's nerd shit. Anyway, I sped as soon as they cut on the camera. It's just, like, a box. And it's just, like... Here's your fucking assignment. They just slide this, like, you know, a game in there, close it. Yeah. Maybe they slide in, like, a burrito for lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those ones. Or just to give it, not even, like, a protein bar, like a, like an IGN product protein bar just for them to eat. It doesn't have a nutrition label on it, so you really don't know what you're eating. It's just, well, it just keeps them, it keeps them like, more obedient. Like, IGN is, IGN takes care of me. Like, it makes them more docile and shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of those kind of things. And I, I know it's one of the ones, like, you... You, this is like where I feel like you know you become the old man. What are you gonna say? I just imagine just one of those little fucking like those hamster like fucking pebbles coming out. Not those like those fucking like that that water bottle thing with the little like drip on it. They just lick it, you know. <laughs> yeah, like that. They got the water drugged. It's just got big old IGN logo on of it. Of course, every Call of Duty is good, and we can't ever question. Whenever EA put out a game, it's always fun. Yeah, exactly. Or you can just tell they're being paid off and bought into it, but... They started off as, like, a Nintendo 64 fan magazine. I know, it's so weird, and then they just turned to the big... Well, I think what happens is, like, probably this... Like like many things, the guys who started it probably sold it, and then, you know, a big corporation came in and took it over, and then it just became something That's, like, how YouTube was. That's a perfect example. Well, it just feels so much of, like, just kind of, like... We're trying to be, like... We are the Geek Central. You want to take everything we say seriously. And I always avoid it. When I look up any video game news or anything, I just avoid IGN. If I see IGN, I scroll past it. I'll, I'll go multiple pages down like the search engine if I have to get away from IGN. 
I might look if they're like they're, I'm just I might just be slightly curious, just like okay, let me compare them to someone else and see how accurate it is, just out of curiosity once in a while. Then the problem I just is don't want to give I get a bunch money. of thing is then I get a bunch of like you know IGN like videos for like the next five months, like oh you want to watch this IGN video from five years ago? I'm like no, I'm good. Yeah, I just don't, I don't want to click on their website so that any of their ads get that point one percent of like whatever a penny. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't, I don't want them to get any of my money whatsoever. So it's just one of those ones. It's like I, I I try to find like the more like you know smaller websites. You know, something that's kind of hard to find for certain things. But yeah, if I can avoid IGN, I, I always kind of do. Mm. You know, it's, it's just it's just one of those like principles. It's just like. Because I, I just feel like that always feels like fake news of like, or just like, not fake, fake news, news, fake news, but no, more like phony, like, it, like nobody feels real. It's like those GameStop ads that they play in the stores. Like, those people feel so fucking fake. Like, I don't think they're real people, actually. I mean, those things like, like they always have like, I don't know, just they always have those people like, hey guys, so we're talking about the brand new Star Wars is... Like, yeah, you know? like they, you could tell that none of them care what the fuck they're talking about. You know what I mean? This one takes place in like the prequels, A New Hope, or whatever. Yeah, they're just kind of getting bits and facts wrong. Yeah. Nothing that bad, but it always just feels just so. It, it's like one of those ones you could you could spot a fake real quick. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. And and I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's supposed to, maybe to like the the young kids these days. Maybe that that appeals to them. I don't know. Fuck. Well, it's like anything. Um, maybe it's just us old, us old men are like, damn it. The Back in our day, we had dignity, damn it, and you know, there was choice. And you know what? You could be who you wanted to be. You weren't formed by a corporate machine. What happened? I feel like we're like, almost like, we're like the hippie generation complaining to the, like, the kids in the 80s. I also feel like it's one of those things. <laughs> you like, why don't you fight for something? It's not about money, damn it. I feel like it's also one of those things where people... It's about just... having your goddamn friends over and playing four-player <laughs> split-screen. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? It's the frame rate sucks, Gramps. That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> now go. Now why don't you go in the corner and play GoldenEye till you're fucking dead? That should be in probably two weeks, right? Jesus. Fucking old. So fucking old. And you're like 42. <laughs> you're drinking Surge. Like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it gives you diabetes. You know what? Drinking more. Gets you out of here. More bandwidth for me to play this video games. I don't give a shit. I'll buy all the DLC. Exactly. I'm getting my loot boxes. You know why? Because I can. Because I'm running somebody else's credit card. Called Mom. (laughs) (laughs) You just wish you had downloadable characters back in your golden A. Stupid, crusty old fuck. Playing a game with a guy who's 50 years old in it. (laughs) Of course you would play that. In my game, everybody's a youth. It's like, I was watching, like, I went over like, my friend Dave's house a little bit ago, and he bought, like, one of those newer um, Final Fantasy spinoff games. It's a game that came out, like, four years ago or something, but um, he was playing it. And we were just like, I, this is a game I just, you know, I felt like I put it, I played a little bit, I couldn't get into it, and I figured I'd pick it back up. And we're watching it, the whole time we're just totally ripping on it. And was just, that the PSP one that was converted to PS4? Or maybe it was. The graphics didn't look as good, so it may have been. It was like Final Fantasy, like they're like in an academy or something. Yeah, I think that's the, I think that, yeah, God, I can't remember what it's called, but. I don't remember what it was called, but I was just watching it, and I was just sitting there, like, arms crossed, just like being to like, look at all these fucking pussies, and the whole thing was just like, 
We're an elite team. We've all seen some serious shit. How old are you? 14. I'm the old one of the group. It was just like, I was like, I was watching like a Japanese pop band work their way through. It was just, it was a lot of the, a lot of the shit of like, go to this part of the, go to this part of the, of the academy. And then we're going to, then you're going to get ready for your mission. Goes to this part of the academy. Okay, go to this guy. Go talk to him. It was a lot of just going back and forth and getting all this stupid exposition. I was like, and this game was apparently popular. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this game, dude? I was just like, you cannot, this is like the shit that, this is like all the negative anime RPG stereotypes you could have bottled into one fucking thing. And this is like, I know this, I think this game did good. I looked it up. This game got yeah. good reviews. People liked that game. Well, some people did. I noticed a lot of the older people didn't seem to care for it as much. And I was just sitting there watching this thing, and he was just like, yeah, I, I couldn't take any of these characters fucking seriously. And plus, I'm at that point now when you have like, what are you? I'm the badass moody anime guy. Um, how, how, like, how old are you? I'm 16. I have my hair always dangling right in front of my face. I'm the guy with his arms crossed, leaning in the corner when everyone else is talking. That's so you I, know I'm edgy. <laughs> Dude. You know what? This, this is the weird thing. It's just like, because this goes back to being like old man gamer once again or something like that. I'd be like, God damn it. Well, back in our day, you know, Cloud was a real man, damn it. Carried a sword on his back that was probably bigger than him. He had spiky hair like he was in a punk rock band. Like, what's with your kids these days? You know what I mean? <laughs> Cloud kind of laid some of the foreground for some of the. Like, it, it is. It, it's a slow build up because even like Squall and so on. Zidane's a little bit more like a throwback, I guess, because he's like a pirate who's like ready to rape and pillage anything he sees, and he's got a monkey tail. Yeah, well, well he, they, they were trying to do the whole like journey to the west thing with him, weren't they? With the monkey tail thing. I see a monkey tail and a staff. I just imagine journey to the west. Well, I think in Japan and China, everything like that. You know, the monkey master is very popular. You know what I mean? Right mm -hmm. in America. Not nearly as popular. It's like, oh, that Goku? All right, cool. <laughs> oh, you mean that Goku thing? It's like, yeah, well, that, still same place, but okay. Uh, <laughs> the, he, he got halfway there. Let's just give him credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, their, that's like one of their biggest stories there, Journey to the West, one of the biggest Chinese fables there is. But um, he's not even the main character. He's just Rudy's favorite character. Main character is like a monk. Yeah. He's one of those long-ass volumes, and he just follows. Starts off with the monkey guy. Then we jump onto the mo the monk. The monkey guy's like, hey, I'll be your Han Solo. Everybody likes him, so, but yeah. It keeps going. It just keeps on going. I don't remember. I don't, and then there's like a pig, and I think there's like a, I don't remember whether they're like a fish man or some shit. Who, no one gives a shit other than the fucking monkey. That's what everyone likes. Yeah. So much so that they made those new movies, those Chinese movies, the monkey's the center of the main character on yeah. the thing, so. <laughs> and I think they're almost just called the monkey king in the U.S. Like, they don't, like, they don't even refer to Look, we all know what you came here for. You came here for the monk, <laughs> not the monk, you came for the monkey. Key, yeah. Yeah. No, um, I remember that story, I remember reading the story once, but it kind of got by me, but I just remember, it was just literally a monkey just being kind of like, you know what, I want to eat all these peaches, fuck y'all, it was just literally a dude who just seemed like, you know, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, it was almost kind of like Lobo, if he was <laughs> yeah. a monkey, just rides in on a, like a fucking cloud, like, yo, check it out, <laughs> exactly, like the engine and so on, Nimbus, <laughs> let's eat all these fucking peaches, that's for the gods, fuck you, I'm hungry, because he's mischievous. Yeah, exactly. No, well, how do we get off on that? We're, 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 building, oh, yeah, up, yeah, we're building up on kind of like the characters. You, you can see a progression, but if you compare like 7, 8, and 9, like 
Though, I mean, maybe, it, you know, obviously there, there was an older, there was like an 80s kid at that time here. It's been like, these character games are fucking emotional and crappy, you know. Back in my day, you know, in 1, 2, and 3, it wasn't anything like this, you it know. Was, you're just a man on a mission, you'd be killing whatever the fuck came your yeah, way. Yeah, you know, the goddamn king sends you off and said, go get my daughter back and kill some shit along the way and collect those goddamn crystals, why don't you? I got it, boss. Yeah, and you, you did it because it was your goddamn job. You know what I mean? You didn't need a reason, emotional reason why. Shit. You weren't saving your sister, your yeah. best friend. And you had Friendship wasn't magic. Fuck that. Yeah. What was magic was you stabbing your sword to the face of a fucking monster. And I also think, too, like, granted, you know, those kind of stories, I think there's, there is this kind of story that the second that you're not a teenager anymore... How you can relate to you. Now you can always go back to your own versions of it. It's kind of like I, I look at Final Fantasy VIII. That's my favorite Final Fantasy of them all. Granted, those are all a bunch of seventeen-year-old hip kids, fucking like at a school that teaches them fucking how to kill and murder. <laughs> what do you think about it? it but now here's they the thing: if I was probably thirty years old coming into that game, I could see that being kind of like, um, I don't know if this is for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean very much so because I mean. I guess there is that weird little window of when you like that shit, because I can't think of a whole lot of things I like right now that center around a bunch of teenagers. And I'm like, get over your fucking emotional problems! And I think every generation has that period where it's just like, well, I grew up with this when I was going through my emotional problems because I was a teenager. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. These guys don't know what the fuck is going on. I get it. And then I grow older. I'm like, I remember you guys. And then someone presents the same thing with a different paint of coat. A different coat of paint. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about you! Yeah, it's just that weird thing. And I think no matter what, it's just something that you just can't... you just never good. It's just, you almost... Maybe you just gotta kind of let it go. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, there's always gonna be a judgmentalness. That if, sure if, you, if you see it, you're gonna judge as an older person. I think it's just bound to happen. You know, and you're gonna get to the point where it's just that kind of like, you know what... Boy, I think you just need a job out in the factory. That's going to teach you all the life lessons you need. If there's anything I learned from a Bruce Springsteen song, this is it. That's how you feel. Look, you need to get all that product out of your hair. Stop wearing so many, like, jackets that have so many fucking zippers. Yeah. You ain't Michael your... Jackson. I'm just going to let yeah. you know. Pull your goddamn pants and up. And he was the king, goddammit, yeah. of pop. Don't get that confused with the king of rock. <laughs> And also, lose all those fucking bracelets and all that kind of shit. You ain't swinging that sword around. That sword's too clean. Who the fuck are you kidding, boy? And they just get that point. And, like, there is, like, what was the example I was going to make regarding that? There was, um, oh, yeah, um, when I, you know, when Kingdom Hearts 1 came out, I was probably 14 or 15. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I wasn't a little emo kid, but I liked Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And I even liked Kingdom Hearts 2. And then... <laughs> what ended up happening was then they came out with all these spin-off games Kingdom Hearts like the three double dimensional drop or whatever the three fuck. Kingdom Hearts Awaken Sleep Kingdom Hearts Dream Time Dream Hearts Dream Time Redux and then they just they just re-released the same five I mean I don't even know what they all are but they re-released a bunch of these mid-game midway games not the company midway but these this, these <laughs> games that take place between one and two or after 2, but before 3, they kept on re-releasing all these games in different forms, in different collections, yeah. and they kept on having these really fucking ridiculous names, like Kingdom Hearts, Infinite Sleep, Third Redux, Delight, Adventure, you know, like triple size, you it know, super size like, Those are you know? names that are meant to, com- 
fuse anybody over the age of 19. Yeah, so... <laughs> that is literally, like, the easiest way to keep an adult out of, like, what you're doing is to just give it the most fucking confusing name and characters that you can imagine. And then I, I never really played any of those games, and then I jumped out, I'm like, I'll play it when I'm... It's just kind of a half-ass Game Boy game. I'll play it when it comes out for... When the third one comes out. And they tease the third one forever, and now the third one is actually... Has some actual gameplay footage they're showing, and it doesn't look like a bad game, but I'll be honest. A little too late. I mean, you know what I feel like? I feel like, you know... Remember when Sin City 2 came out? Sin City... Yeah, I feel kind of the same thing. A little <laughs> yeah, too you late. know what I mean? It was one of the ones... And it's, it's a good movie all in all, but it was just like... Boy, that movie probably would have been amazing if it came out five years earlier. Yeah, and it's one of those things I feel like for like Kingdom Hearts 3, I feel like it's kind of like... I was like, you know, texting a girl. Things are going really, really fucking good. And then all of a sudden, she left me waiting a while. Then she gets to text me like a month later. And I'm like... Oh, sorry, that train has passed, you know? I feel like you're kind of cock-teasing me a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. And for me, like, this sounds so weird. Like, Kingdom Hearts, maybe if it would have came out when I was a little bit younger, I might have enjoyed it. It's kind of weird. Like, I, even though that game was probably, like, the exact age it was meant for, I think it was the weird thing is at that time period, it was, like, the idea of Disney being mixed with my anime was, like, going against, like, all my, like, all, all this prepping J- Japan was trying to get me for was, like, the fact it's, like, this doesn't seem fucking right. Like I, I, I jump ship on the American shows. Why? Why, why do you want me to? Why am I going back? <laughs> yeah, we're not. I didn't think we were going back. I thought Japan was going to raise me from this point on, like like a lone wolf. <laughs> like, I, like I was, I was like a, I was an infant in a basket on the back of Japan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't think we were going back anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like I think is when that game came out was totally when I was I was a hundred percent, you know, geared up to fucking fight the war for Japan. Like I was ready to serve in that army <laughs> instantaneously. They had me fucking like lured in since like the fucking you know mid nineties. Who'd they let at the fucking table? <laughs> you put that fucking hood on, hide those fucking ears. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that, that was almost like Mickey man, that almost reminds me of like Mickey was like, we're fucking losing we're losing troops here, you know? The fucking G pants getting all over it. Taking their guys away. That anime's coming in. Nobody wants to watch a good old American cartoon anymore. So you know what? We're gonna go to the source. What's the most popular thing in Japan as far as like anime video games? I don't give a fuck. What is it? Oh uh, well, uh, sir, it looks like this like um, Final Fantasy. Final what? I'll show you who's the real Final fucking Fantasy here. Let's get over there. We're gonna take that shit over. We're gonna slap some Goofy, slap some Donald, slap some Mickey in there, and show who's fucking boss. You know what? The next generation's gonna fucking love Disney. They'll be sucking Disney cock all day long. <laughs> and that's really what happened. And I felt like I was just, I was in that little bit of like a pre, like almost this like weird transition thing. Cause like, I guess cause like, when I think of like our Disney, it's like Chippendales, like Tailspin, Goof Fuck, if, you know what? Here's this right now. Sorry to interrupt you. If that shit was in this game, I would probably fucking get it. I just realized that. I am a fucking hollow shill. If you just threw in, like, Darkwing Duck and Tailspin, not Jungle Book, yeah. not all this other shit. I mean, if you just threw in, like, you know... The Saturday morning fucking goof troop. Why not? Like, <laughs> and you got one of the Polly boss, Shore in there and everything. One of who you beat the fuck up in the goof troop world. You beat the fuck out of Max. All right, you don't beat the fuck yeah. out of Pete. No, PJ could be on your team. Anything. He he'd be like a caster or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like a summon. You just like summon him down. Like, oh god, just lands down on top of your enemies, crushing them. No, um, sorry. Yeah, but no, like. That you say that was a weird transitional period for me for you. It was kind of a transitional period for me because it was like one of those things where it was like, 
the game looked interesting to me, and I wasn't like a diehard Final Fantasy guy, but it looked interesting enough. And I was kind of like, and I played a little bit of it, thought it was fun. But then looking at it, I was like, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of judging myself a little bit. Because I'm like, man, I'm like 14, I'm almost a full-grown adult, and here I am playing a Disney cartoon video game. Well, there's Final Fantasy characters in it, so it's meant to, so it's meant to be taken seriously, so it's okay. You know, <laughs> like, like, okay, it's the Tarzan world, Tarzan's a badass, Tarzan's yeah. cool. He's oh, ripped. It's Hercules. Okay, I like Hercules. But all of a sudden you go to like, oh, it's Alice in Wonderland world. That's stupid. Oh, it's My Little Mermaid world. That's stupid. I'm like, oh, I'm in some made-up Final Fantasy. Hope my Halo friends don't catch me in this place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You get to like, like you get some, there's some made-up level called like Hollow Bastion where it's like this giant castle. And like... Oh, it's not nothing Disney, so it's okay. Oh, Beast is on my team. Beast is cool. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, there's never another Beast. Yeah, we all got a Beast inside of us. <laughs> I got a Beast, too. I'm an angry 14-year-old. We all got a deep Beast inside of us. <laughs> That's the thing about, like, 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 kids, like, when they're teenagers, they all think they're so, like... Awesome something. and cool, but... Not even that. I'm not even trying to say, like, all... Everyone at 14 and younger, or 15 and younger, fuck you. I'm not saying that, but there's that period where... When you're really it's young, it's just a funny age. Well, no, it's just there's a period where you're really young and you take everything so serious, like, like it's every- life or death. That, that, well, that's how I took Kingdom Hearts. Like I felt like I was betrayed by SquareSoft. I was like, "You fucking pull this shit on me." Like I've been buying fucking Final Fantasy for years, and this is how you repay me? You you bring fucking America back into it? <laughs> I was ready. To, I was ready to burn my own flag for you. <laughs> I was so deep inside the Japanese like bandwagon. I'm a man without a country now. <laughs> Where am I? I'm on the Pacific Ocean now with nowhere to go. I guess I'm living in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, like, it, it's that it's that weird thing, and I feel like that's only that's only that teenage generation because it's almost like as an adult, it's hard to comprehend like how you can choose these sides like so heavily, and I feel like it's it's just that. It's just that age of about, you know, 12 to maybe 17, give or take. Maybe not even that far, maybe. And it's just weird. Maybe a little bit farther for some. I'm not too sure, give or take. But it's just so weird to think about that and be like, remember those times when, like, like, like lines were literally black and white? Like, there was borders, and you fucking, like, 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 like in a sitcom, almost, where you, like, carve an apartment in half? That's, like, how life was as a teenager, it seemed like. Well, there was a lot more of that... I can't show up to school wearing this Mario shirt because I know I have fifth period with Dave and Dave likes Halo. So (laughs) it's one of those things. And you would actually get really like earlier I was saying, you know, like you take everything so seriously and not just video games, but I just mean just everything seemed like like any time there's like, an I don't know, not not everybody, but whenever there's like a super emotional scene, like in an anime or a video game, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, it's serious. It's so speaking to me. It's so serious. This cartoon has a very dramatic thing. Well, what happened? His best friend at the Kung Fu Academy just betrayed him. I can't think of any anime off the top of my head. Or it's like, or like the part when Frieza, di- or like when, like, what was it? Like when, fucking, like in Dragon Ball, when Goku's like, Vegeta's like, Goku, our Kakarot, I know, I killed a bunch of your friends and a bunch of people you like and a lot of innocent people. But I too am a victim, for Frieza killed our people, and you are the last say, and it is on you now. Rest easy, sweet prince. And he closes his eyes, like, oh man, this is so fucking deep. Now looking back, I'm like, "Uh, this has its warm spot for me, but at the same time, I'm like, 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little, little, little heavy there. A little too, not heavy, but a little too overly dramatic. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like most ones, like, it's not that I can't enjoy stuff like that, but, like, there, yeah, there is that certain, like, you, you took that stuff, like, it was fucking, like, as serious as could be. Like, that was, like, it was a good, almost like it was going to change your life. You're like, if I had to write my autobiography right now, watching this episode that's <laughs> going in there. <laughs> Which, like, flashing back now, be like, yeah. You know. you know it's intense. Why is it so intense? What, 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 well, look, he's he told him this while he was naked and from the afterlife. So, <laughs> and he's looking over his shoulder. That was the thing. It's like everything. You're just looking over. He's like, why the fuck is he naked? I mean, like, don't be wrong. When I'm older now, I think I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd be naked. If I was in the afterlife, I would just fucking hover Let back. That shit, in. hang. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's kind of like also you just think about being a kid and like just like you, you know you had to make decisions of like what you could and could not do when you came to school. I feel like an adult. Like as an adult, I could fucking wear a Sesame Street shirt and fucking out in public nowadays. I don't give a flying fuck. That's like the that is almost the difference. Where if you wore a Sesame Street shirt. And, like, at age, like, maybe, like, 15, and you didn't have some kind of, like, sounds weird, you would never have called it hipster back then, but if you did, if you were not some kind of, like, hipster kid that could have pulled it off, because there's always that one kid who could pull, like, weird shit like that off, and get away with it, be like, oh, man, you know what, Nate, he's cool like that, he, he can pull those kind of things off, but you know if you came in, like, they'd be like, oh, look at him, he fucking still likes preschool shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember, I... I remember I had, like, it was one of those things. Like, it's weird, because I had other t-shirts that, but I remember this one day, I, w- I came back, it was actually before, it was about, this was back in high school, like, freshman year of high school, maybe sophomore year. I went to, like, you know, Disneyland, and I bought, like, this Boba Fett shirt. And it was, like, this kind of, like, little midget version of Boba Fett pointing a gun. I'm like, oh, whatever, that's kind of cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I came to school wearing it, and some people were giving me shit. Keep me on, it's a little redneck town, so they'll get to me. People are like, oh, look at Don again! He's wearing a fucking Star Wars shirt! And like, well, first off, I should be together all these guys I was hanging out with at the time. So I'm like, it's fucking Star Wars, what's wrong with it? Like, oh, yeah, Star Wars, like, you know, it's Star Wars, but it's like, we don't like, it's, Star Wars is okay, but you don't want to wear a fucking shirt about it, <laughs> fucking loser. And then, like, thinking back on it now, just like, thinking back, it's just like, I, I remember, like, literally, because I liked the, the design of Boba Fett, I remember I went home, like, I can't never wear this shirt again, but I don't want it to go to waste. I remember, like, cutting Boba Fett out of it and just, like, like slapping it to something, because, like, I don't, because I liked it, but I didn't want to get rid of the thing entirely, but yeah. I'm like... What the fuck? Yeah, when you get older, it's hard to comprehend it. Like, who the fuck cares? It's like, why am I trying to impress these cocksuckers? I remember going to... This sounds even weird. Remember, me and Cisco went to Las Vegas, and then we we came back, and we had fucking Siegfried and Roy t-shirts, and (laughs) that was probably... When I think about this in hindsight, this is almost like where a parent needs to step in and be like, okay, you two should not be wearing Siegfried and Roy t-shirts at school. Are you like a special-themed bowling team? There is is nothing wrong with Siegfried and Roy, but believe me, you are going to 8th grade in, like, you know, a podunk town. It is not going to work out well. (laughs) Think about it. You know what I mean? Because we go in there, it's like, first we're like, why do you got those two, like, magician fags on your shirt? You know, that's the first thing that's going to happen. Oh, this town. You're like, oh, you got, you got gays on your shirt? Like, and you know, plus this is like, think about, you know, 15 years ago, like, you know what I mean? Like, that was almost like, that was normal speak, too. Like, you know, you could still get away with that kind of stuff. Like, nowadays, I, can, I don't think that would happen whatsoever, because there's just, it's so like, that'd be it's such, it's such a different world. Yeah, it would have been exactly probably 2001, but it would have been like 9-11 time period. Yeah. Right before 9-11, actually. Like, they see... What pre-9-11 coming in with Siegfried and Roy t-shirts? Or if you come in with the Siegfried and Roy t-shirts, so you support the terrorists? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Well, because here's the thing. It's like, we, it's like me and Cisco was like, dude, we fucking love like Vegas vacation, which sounds like such a weird one for like kids be like, shit. But like when we went to Vegas, it was like, oh my God, we're going to Hoover Dam. We're going to Siegfried and Roy. We're going to the Mirage. Like it's going to be fucking awesome. Like we live in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it's like Ocean's Eleven because that was a big deal too. I'm just imagining like I, there, someone walking in and this isn't me trying to be a dick. I'm just, I'm literally thinking this is probably what it'd be. Someone walking in with a Siegfried and Roy t-shirt. Like, if you thought in the movie, that seems like a joke to be, like, in a Judd Apatow movie. It, Somebody just walks in and, like, no one really addresses it, but he's just wearing this shirt. Like, a quick little chuckle like that, you know? It's like something Robert Downey Jr. would wear in, like, Avengers. Something, yeah, definitely something <laughs> You know like what that. I mean? But at this time period, it was just, like, that weird, like, thing. is like, you know, because this is when Siegfried and Roy were still, like, on the top of their game at the, you know, the Mirage and so on like that. Is this before or after the line attack? Oh, this is, like, way before that still. When that happened? Like, 2000? Probably mid-2000s, maybe, okay. or something like that. Now that I'm thinking about this, I'm like, where the fuck is that t-shirt? Because I haven't seen that t-shirt in years. And I know there's one of those ones, like, I probably, like... You know, wore it and then maybe wore it at home and then probably said, well, I guess it's going into the box now. So mm-hmm. this is kind of where it's, where it will lie. I'm just, just a man, I'm just the idea of just like two like seventh graders coming back just with this whole idea of like Siegfried and Roy. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's just one of those ones. Like, I, I want to know because I get that shirt's got to be here because I know I probably would never have, I would not have got rid of it, but it probably <laughs> got buried. It, never that. You just find it framed somewhere. Yeah, it's just probably buried somewhere in like a box of t shirts or what have you. And yeah, I, I don't know. But like, it's just one of those ones. Like, that just seems like you, there's just certain things you just couldn't do. I, I, I do kind of wonder nowadays is school more open nowadays? Because I just like, when you just view some of these children, you, you go like, it's clearly a lot more of like a unified group. There's not nearly as much sectors anymore. I feel like, you know, the news will try to make it out that it's not like that. But I just feel comparative to, like, when we were in school. Like, I think you can do a lot more, like, you know, you, you could wear kind of stuff to school and people would be a little bit more accepting of it than I think it was when... In our day, if you weren't wearing a John Elway shirt, you were fucking not wearing anything. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I think, I mean, depends on, A, the town and where you're at, probably. Um... Accepting on every aspect. I mean, we talked about it like a few podcasts ago. Like, there is that girl. I don't. I'm not looking to go on a political tangent here, but there's that girl who wore like a Chinese dress to prom, and a bunch of people got in a fucking uproar because they really care what a 17 year old girl is wearing to fucking prom. Girl, everyone. See, maybe that's the new problem though. See, because back in the day, well, you'd get this is what you'd get made fun of in 2001 if you came to wearing a fucking like like I'm gonna say a samurai dress, but you wear like a Chinese dress to school. People would probably be like, "Why are you wearing that chink dress for?" You know, something like that. You know, they'd get up like that. They'd, Here they would. They yeah. would crack jokes about it. Like it wouldn't be like maybe they they might not treat it seriously, but they'd make kind of fun of you for being an American dressing like mm-hmm. who, who do you think you are? Like that kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, oddly enough, that's just kind of how school kids are. But at the same time, I think it also depends on because I've talked to multiple people that work with kids, and I kind of hear it depending a where they're at. For a little bit of time, my uh, roommate was a substitute teacher. He said, really, dude, the kind of way the kids act really depends on the school. And yeah, you get your super preppy PC kids who are afraid to hurt anybody's feelings. And then you get the ones at this school who are just very anti-PC and almost just shock value and say fag every other word, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where... I don't know. I think it happens. Just depends where you go. I guess that's true. It just depends on the neighborhood. Depends on the teachers. The depends family. On like, you know, there's all those factors that go into it. So I guess there's going to be good schools, bad schools. And it's so. not going to be like some unified hive mind of all children. Like we are like Minecraft, and we all play Fortnite. 
feel like it's getting closer to that though. I do think those kids are getting closer and closer to being more. Well, unified. how many kids are all play? I watched how many, kids how many fucking kids? like dance whatever, and they all fucking got they they literally danced like it was a fucking musical. All of them were in fucking sync. It was fucking weird. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to think about this. Since you do a lot of musical events, I guess you do see a lot more young people. So I, 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 I do. I, I get to study the youth sort of in this kind of way, and I just kind of see there. There is a major change between like our generation and this new generation. I just imagine when you're done setting up all this stuff for like events, there's just like where'd Spencer go? You just turn. There's like a Metal Gear Solid box in the corner, <laughs> and you're just in there just jotting down notes. Well, like, that seems even creepier. When I must like need. That. It, I must know. You're like I must know the enemy. Yeah, but it's just like they literally all got up like it, it like during multiple songs, and they had like a dance routine. I couldn't figure this out. I was trying to because you know if it was just a bunch of like theater school kids or like if it was let's say dance class kids. No, I mean this was like eighty percent of the kids. Well, you know I what? couldn't figure it out. Where was this coming from? Here's the thing. I'm just I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Maybe you can correct me. I got a feeling, maybe it depends on the song. The songs, you know, kids are probably more in tune with whatever song just came out, and there's usually a lot of times they probably... It was an 80s song. It was Footloose. It was one of the main oh. ones that started off, and then it went into, like, another song that, like, it balanced off, too. So, granted, this... That, might, that, that told me it probably was dance class, but why was there so many of them that knew this fucking dance routine? Maybe they did it in dance class, possibly. Maybe they all took dance, like, oh, maybe, hey, guys. Maybe dance class is maybe, like, the new, like, it's, like, part of, like, history, English, math, science. I, I, maybe I just don't know this. Okay. Because well, dance class thing is very... Is... You didn't take dance... Let me just tell you this. In our generation, you didn't really want to be caught dead in dance class. Even if you think you want to take dance class and you knew that it'd probably be kind of fun, you still didn't want to be caught dead in dance class. Well, here's the thing about that. Looking back, it was be one of those things, like, well, co- you're... Well, you're taking dance class and be dancing like a fucking girl. Nothing in back. That's actually a smart idea to take dance classes because there's probably way more girls in there. So in hindsight, yeah, probably a better idea. Kids well, take yeah, dance. But that, this is also the same idea that everybody had with volleyball. I think it's like there's a multiple groups of fun there. There's ones like, oh, there'd be a bunch of girls in volleyball. Oh, I won't have to work very nearly as hard because you got a lot of the lazy kids in there. Next thing you know, it's like 90% men, 10% girls in volleyball. I think volleyball, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I could see, I mean, I could see dance class having, like, more girls than guys. Well, yeah, dance class definitely does. Now, maybe it's something like, you know, it's strictly ballet, then maybe that's where it's just kind of like, oh, you're going to be dancing around like that? Then maybe then it's just like, that's going to be taking some shit. And here's there's nothing wrong with dance class. That's like Patrick Swayze. But the the thing is, as a teenager, it's just not worth it. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know. You might, that's where, that's where you might have your own teen comedy movie where you meet the girl. You might. You might, you never know. You might not have, like, any other friends, but you might not be on the lacrosse team like American Pie, but... (laughs) Yeah, the lacrosse team back in fucking 1999. (laughs) In an American high school. In, like, the Chicago area. Alright, sure. Maybe it's a Chicago thing. Maybe it is. It probably is, I really think. Because, you know, that's getting closer to hockey zone, so... We're also thinking back on the part where he's just like, he's just like, You're fucking singing?! You're fucking singing? Oh, dude, why are you fucking singing? It's like, well, he ended up getting the girl by the end, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. did. But still, that, that's a perfect example, though. Right there in American Pie. That is Stifler. the That is what you'd have to deal with. You know what I mean? Is that somebody would, you know, bust your balls for doing something that was, out, like, not normal. Yeah, there's that. But then there's, like, what was I going to say? I was going to say a lot of kids, well, it's Footloose, so I guess that's not that's off the table. I was going to say, like, maybe that's some new song, and the the, 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 the song... And they got a crazy dance that goes along with it. It goes along with it, and, these, you know, and then from there, all the kids share it on fucking YouTube, on Facebook, or whatever the fuck. Maybe, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe there's some weird stuff like that. I don't know. 
it, it, was, it was just weird because I just I never saw that before as like a kid like this unification of everybody like, like it was a teen movie like what the fuck well, it was almost like you know the cowboy movie. guys got together with like the you know the preps and the gays and like you know the jocks and like well, I guess it, and the nerds and whoever else it was and it was just like. Well, that's a big jump because back yeah. in high school around here, you didn't have it. Was like, like you know, you'd be like this, like there'd be pockets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the the gay the gay pocket was maybe three people. Yeah, and they didn't, and they, they didn't, you didn't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? They kept that like tight lipped. Mm-hmm. Well, nowadays that's what I mean. It's like it's very like open, especially for like I noticed that like with like the lesbians and stuff like that. It's like they were just clearly out there, which I think that's cool. It's like once once like, but I just think about like God, like. It just, it wasn't that long ago that you would have been hardly, like, you almost would have kept that very, like... Well, it says it, how quickly things yes, move. Yes, it shows how quickly that things move. That That's how I look at it. And, like, they, and I bet you those kids don't even notice, like, they almost have no reference of, like, hard times, I guess. You kind of feel like a Bruce Springsteen I'm sure there's still, like, like some... Like, they don't, they don't, they don't know what it would have been like back in the day, like... Well, I think there's, I think there's still probably, you know. Well, there's always going to be that one kid who's probably going to be making fun of them. And there's even, you know, I, I can always imagine there's always going to be some form of like, you know, struggle when you're dealing with, 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 if you have like a, you know, if you're gay or, you know, bi or something like that. But it's probably, it's just one of those things that's way more accepted now. So it's just kind of like, I wonder, I was going somewhere at this, but I just totally blanked out. It's been a long day. Um shit what was it well i think it's one of those things like i wonder because here's an example every so often you you know older generations get mad at younger generations about like you got it easy you have no idea how easy it is i think we're at the point now where you know gay folk are starting to get like oh you're mad that you're like you know your prom's on a different day or whatever we weren't even allowed to have a prom back when i was your age you know like that kind of thing Uh uh-huh so, yeah. Well, because that's the thing that's like, it's like, it's so, it just almost feels like it's so natural now that I don't even think people really even know is like, and I think even if, if somebody made fun of you, you would have like 90% of the school like on your fucking side. Like, yeah. So I, I feel like it probably barely even happens too at the same time. Well, and most so, Republicans are even kind of like, I don't even give a shit anymore. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, you can walk by a bunch of cowboy guys nowadays and not have that fear of like, hey, fag, what's going on? And like, like well, I'm not gay. <laughs> Yeah, right, you're fucking gay. Well, by the time, time we're done with you. <laughs> time after time, we wrestle you down naked and rape you. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that make you gay? No, you're the no. one getting raped. Yeah, we ain't gay. I gotta stay. I just like to party. Yeah, we just like to, you know, once you put your dick in a pig, you know, you ain't gay anymore. It's just, that's how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> new, new form of pig in a blanket. <laughs> but that's just kind of how those things go and so on, but... I don't know, it's, it's just, it's interesting, it's, it's, it's weird just how there's, like, unification, I just kind of wonder, the farther it goes on, will, like, everybody need to be, like, one pocket ginormous group, which... I think everything comes in waves, I think right now, without trying to go too super political, I think since, because uh, Trump happened, you know, you got a guy who's very divisive, so that you got people on both sides who are just being, like, you got people far left who are just very, very, like, every little thing offends them, and they're gonna let you know, and you got people on the far right who are saying all the offensive shit and doing all this crazy, crazy shit, like, you know, like, all like all the alt-right type shit, and, uh, but then I think you got people who are, you know, left-wing and right-wing, and they're finding out they have more things in common than people on the far end of either of their sides. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing that a lot lately. I've been seeing a lot more people kind of come together, like people that are like a little bit more neutral, like, you know, not neutral, but like, I guess people who are left wing actually getting along with people who are right wing. Cause they're not that crazy extreme. 
on yeah. the other side. And I'm more just saying it kind of more like kid-wise. It just kind of feels like, you know, there's not like those pockets like there once was. Like there's hippie kids and there's punk kids and there's preppy kids and there's, you know, cowboy kids. I don't really, and, f- no, I'm not and, a fucking... And it's not saying that, the, you know, there's not like, here's a kid that likes cowboy stuff and here's a kid that likes video game stuff. But it feels like it's a little bit more like interwoven, if that makes sense. One of something I do notice, I notice that some things, like, because there was a time when it, you couldn't come out saying you like video games or comic books or anime. Yeah, you literally had to keep that in the closet for a long time. But now that stuff's a lot more understand and mainstream. Because before it would be one of those things like a nerdy-ass kid can like that shit, and that was part of his identity. But he had to go stand over in the far corner by the library, make sure he didn't be in the way of anybody's public view. There's that, kind of, but then there's a thing where, you know, like, well, this is part of his identity. But now that shit is so popular... Does he not have an identity anymore? So now it's like, yeah, now it's like, well, everybody likes that shit, so... You best learn to do some push-ups, and you best start learning, like, you best find another skill, because there was a point where you could get aware, not not everybody can get away with that, but I mean, there was a point where I remember that was those guys, those guys, you might find the, those outside of that bubble, like, not everybody was a stupid, was a dumb, fumbling nerd, but there definitely were those guys who, that's all they knew. That's all they understood, but they could find people like them. And now that that shit is becoming more mainstream, you get some people that get really defensive about that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's just it's it's a weird like study and like just kind of the world around, just wondering mm-hmm. like what it's like. Let's go grab a kid off the street, like fucking like we need to interview you really quickly. Like, what's it like out there? Tell us the ways of the youth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's it like being fifteen years old nowadays? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's okay, I guess. You guess? Like, don't you have a definitive answer? What's this I guess shit? Come on! What, do you want to work in a factory your entire life? Who works in factories anymore? I thought that was for robots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's on to us. Bam! Push him over and run out. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Well, that's always a topic that could go into for hours upon hours, probably, and really be researched. An interesting place, if anything like that. But uh, maybe we'll wrap it all up right here, get a little bit late in the night. Um, check out oldmanoise.com for more podcasts, cartoons, comics, you know, and what have you. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. There, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Be sure to check out oldmanoise.com for more podcasts, comics, animations, videos, and a whole lot more. You can easily support the show by buying something from one of our Amazon links on the website or in the show's description itself. Doesn't cost you a penny, but every single thing you buy from there just by using that link to take you to Amazon helps us out a bit. You can also really help the show out, though, by spreading the word the good old-fashioned way and rate and review us on all the sites that you find this podcast. Anything from iTunes to Podbean to Newgrounds, YouTube, you name it, any little bit helps. Give a sub and share it to your friends, family, any jamoke you see out on the street, you let them know about Old Man Orange Podcast. Be sure to check out the Old Man Orange comic book, Pizza Boys, on both Amazon and Comixology. Till then, we'll see you some other time.